This soil brings us riches and blessings. another episode of Fertile Soil. Today's episode and subject is on the Ganges Delta, also known as the Sundarison Delta. It is located in one of the most fascinating and largest countries there is in the world, India, and it happens to be the home of the world's largest mangrove ecosystems there is. And for you people that know what a mangrove ecosystem is, and for you people that don't know what one is, you're going to know what one is, and you're both going to know exactly to the detail what one is and what it takes to make one. And find out about the people that live there, how resilient and hardworking people they are and why they're that way. And I'm going to tell you about all the different species that live there, all the thousands that live there, the ones in the water, the ones on the land, and the thousands of species that are in the air. And we're gonna tell you about the limited crops that grow there, but how huge they are to the economy. The economy is huge, brings in tons and tons of money to the country of India. And I'm gonna tell you how all this came about to be, the history of this area, from the beginning, through the middle and to the end. But what's really awesome about all of this, it is the home of some of the world's most fertile soil there is. So let's get into this now and I'll tell you about it. Now let me tell you a little bit in detail exactly what mangroves are or the mangrove ecosystems are. First, a mangrove is a tree or a shrub that grows chiefly in tropical swamps and flooded areas and at high tide all the roots are underwater and at low tide they're exposed and the root system they have is numerously tangled roots above ground and they form really dense thickets specifically the Sundarian mangrove or the Ganges Delta they are the largest in the world which cover over 7900 square miles and another point of the mangrove forest are that they're not home to very many other variety of plants because they create such a large canopy, nothing else can grow underneath them. And But the positive of that is about mangrove ecosystems, it acts as a natural storm barrier or shore stabilizer, which grows naturally along the India shoreline which protects the people in many different ways especially like i said with the storms and the big monsoons that hit there whereas around the world where a lot of other uh, beaches and so such do not have protection so they have to be man-made which costs millions and millions of dollars for each country and 
where this is natural for these guys. So it really saves money if you want to look at it in that way on the economy. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the people that live there. They're really interesting people. They First, they have to be a very, very hard-working, resilient people. As we'll talk about what it is like living here, you'll see why they have to be that way. It's a very tough way to make a living and to and to survive in this part of the country. First of all, the population in that area is over 4 million people, and it is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. So on top of that, you're going to see, you see a, so many people in such a small area, they are trying to get as much out of the land as they possibly can. From the crops to the wildlife they use to feed and eat and make a living. And how this all come about, the history of this area, it's really interesting to me. It can be traced plumb back to 200 to 300 AD, which is, of course, a long time ago. And at that time, what got it started was the Mongolian conquerors. They established an empire that lasted basically from around 1500 to the mid-1800s. Then the mongrel kings during all that time, they leased the forest to nearby residents. And at that time, the people that would get in trouble or the criminals, they would sneak, sneak into the mangroves and seek refuge in the mangroves. And the wildlife there was so fierce, many of them specifically were known to have been attacked and killed by the tigers that lived there during that time. Which, that's a pretty tough deal. You go to hide from... Um, the law and things you've done wrong and then you go into the mangroves and the wildlife eat you. It's a tough place. The Gunges became the first mangrove forest in the world to be brought under scientific management which was one of the greatest things that could ever happen to the area because it was protected from poachers and so on so that the place would still be there. There was already a lot of endangered species in that area and there were some that went extinct because of the poaching and things of that sort. And at that time, later on, the British East Indian Company took control and management in about the around 1800. And then in 1875, a large portion of it was declared as reserved forest and protection. And it fell under the Forest Act of 1865, which is just like anything else here in the United States. It's the best thing that could happen when you, of course, go under protection. You know, just like our different forests and uh, places to go that we have here in the country, if it hadn't been brought under protection, it wouldn't be there now, of course. And the wildlife that there that's there is really amazing. At this time, it is estimated there's only left around 180 tigers left, which, of course, if you know, it's the Bengal tiger, and they're on the endangered species. But for that minute, that's just the tiger that ate the criminals that took refuge there that we're talking about. Now there's only 180 of them left because of people killing them and sending them all over the world for their hides and just for the sport. And if it's not managed right, you can see why things can get out of control and we can have endangered species of this sort. And some, just to name a few of the wild different species that live there also, 
it's pretty amazing actually how many different ones there is some to name here is the fishing cats wild boars mongooses foxes jungle cats spotted deer and then numerous and numerous species of different small fish and crabs and shrimp. And also the Gunges supports at least, they say over 150 species of fish, which is amazing. And you can see why when you see the mangroves and pictures and videos of them. And there's over 270 species of birds, which it's a very important, important, the Gunges is a very important wintering area for the migratory birds that come through there. It gives them a place to stay in the cold weather in the other parts of the world to stay warm there when they migrate through. And there's 42 different species of mammals that live there, 35 different reptiles that live there. And again, as you can see, the protection of this area is very, very, very important for the for the Ganges itself for the country nation of India and even for the world it plays such a huge part and in, in the people's life and the economy that's there is a large economy and the Delta plays a very important role in the economy of the Bangladesh and the whole natural economy it is the largest source of forest products in the entire country that come out of there. It provides materials such as timber, fuel wood, and pulp wood, which is pretty amazing in itself. We have different areas in the United States that supply stuff like this for us. This just happens to be the area of India that supplies the main part of this. And it also supplies non-wood uh, products such as honey and beeswax and fish. And it also provides, this is a big part of the economy, it provides such a beautiful aesthetic look. It is such a large attraction for local and forest or foreign tourists, as you know, brings millions and millions of dollars to anywhere they come. And the crops that are grown there mostly are deep water rice and floating rice is the main crops for sure. And it's because of the waterlogged and the flooding that comes from the monsoons during the main season. Now in the winter time, in the dry winter, in the winter when it gets dry, the land's normally uncropped, but it's used for cattle grazing during the winter. And a couple other little things they grow is they grow, they grow is jute and tea. But even with this huge economy, it's such a tough way of life there you got to be hardworking, as I said earlier, very resilient to live there. And even with that, this type of people that have, through their history, grown and gone through tough times, they're still at this time, even with this, there's 30 million people in the Delta that live below poverty, uh, poverty line right now. Which, you know, we all have poverty, poverty in every country, but this part of the country it's just a lot of hard work but the people really enjoy living there and they have um they've worked hard to get the country to this point so to me looking at this country what you see finally in the end what one of the most fertile soil in the world provides for the for the people that live there and for the country and for this world